My name is Elizabeth Anderson Tingi, and I hope to uplift and inspire you to experience adventure, explore womanhood, and cultivate growth. And I hope y'all get some giggles along the way. Welcome to the Love Always Elizabeth podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, you guys. I am 36 and a half weeks pregnant with my fourth baby. <laughs> and you guys, I am feeling it. Wow. Um, this pregnancy has been hard. It's been a hard one. <laughs> I feel like my body is not what it used to be. One of my friends hilariously reminded me that I'm not... I'm a little older than I was when I had my other kids, <laughs> which is hilarious. And also like, oh yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> it does hurt a little bit more. Um, probably TMI, but I feel like my pelvic floor is non-existent. <laughs> this baby is just so low and I am feeling it, you guys. It's, it's the last, the last little bit here. I'm almost there. <laughs> and this has gotten me, of course, thinking a lot about having another baby in the home, preparing for the hospital and all that comes with that. So I wanted to share some of my, um, of how I'm preparing for baby number four and also some of my tips for the hospital and for coming home. So hopefully <laughs> um, this helps someone. And um, and even if you're not having a baby, hopefully it can bring back some fun memories. But um, you guys, I, like I said, like I've, I've done this three times already, which is insane. But here's the thing is <laughs> you just like forget I had my youngest, Bennett, he's three now, so it's been three years since I've had to, like, think about preparing for the hospital and a newborn and stuff, and you just forget, at least I do, <laughs> so I have been, like, racking my brain to remember specifics that I prefer and want to do, and isn't that funny, just how it's hard to remember sometimes? So this episode has been a really good exercise for me <laughs> to remember what I like to do to prepare for these births and the hospital stay and everything. So if it doesn't, hopefully it helps someone else, but it has been very helpful for me. So <laughs> I'm glad that I've, that I've done it. Um, so I'm also, I'm going to be focusing more on like the tactical ways of preparing um, not so much the emotional ways, um, although those are very important. Um, today I'm just going to be focusing on, on kind of those like practical things. So yeah, like I said, like it's been three years. So, <laughs> um, and my last birth with Bennett three years ago was like insane. It was just like all a tizzy. Like it was so fast. We were rushing my kids, um, my older girls, to like a friend's house and then rushing to the hospital I like seriously don't even remember if we even had 
hospital bags. Like, it was so fast. <laughs> like, the, from when we walked into the front door of the hospital to having the baby in my arms was 45 minutes. So it was just quite the experience. And so even then, like, I just feel like it's been, it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a good minute since, like, I've thought about this. So hopefully I don't forget things. I probably will, but, um, I've done my best to, like, rack my brain and and think of all the, the tips I can share. Okay, so here is my biggest tip for the birth slash baby (laughs) and I've shared this before so you might have heard this already this came from my aunt Sally she's going to be famous by by this um she told me with each child lower your expectations and I tell you what I think about this all the time um (laughs) because it helps so much just you gotta lower your expectations you know um (laughs) That being said, like, you can hope and strive for wonderful things, but also just know it's all going to work out. It's all going to be okay. Your birth, the baby, um, I know, like, this pregnancy, I was really hoping to, so with Bennett, my last pregnancy, I, it was so fast and I was able to do it naturally. Like I went into labor naturally. I didn't have, um, I didn't get an epidural and it was so hard. (laughs) Like, wow. Um, extremely painful, but I loved the recovery. I thought the recovery was a million times better like after giving birth, like I could get up and walk around. Like I, it was amazing. I I wasn't, I was like, I was sore, but I wasn't anywhere near as sore as I was having an epidural with my other two births. And so I was really hoping to be able to do it like natural this time. And I still can, I, I, um, I still can not get an epidural, but, um, I was told a couple days ago that I will need to get induced, and I kind of knew that was coming. I've been seeing a specialist every week this pregnancy, so I know that, like, he has, my baby has been, like, um, you know, under a microscope and just making sure he's all right. So I, I knew that was a possibility, but I was still, like, hoping, like, I could go into labor naturally. So I was really disappointed when they told me that I would need to be induced. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I want him to be safe. I want him to, um, you know, get any help that he needs. So, um, just trying to embrace (laughs) the fact that I'm going to be induced. So I'm going to be induced. So that doesn't mean that I have to get an epidural and I'm definitely not against an epidural. I've had wonderful experiences getting epidural, but I was really excited to, to try, you know, to go naturally and I still can, but man, I just remember those Pitocin, contractions are like a hundred times worse than kind of the natural labor that I've experienced. So I will probably get an epidural. Anyway, who knows? We'll see. 
that all being said, <laughs> I'm just trying to lower my expectations. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to see, you know, how the experience goes. I'm not going to make up my mind about what's going to happen because I might change my mind and I might, and things might happen, you know, um, during the birth, like it always does. And so <laughs> I'm going to do my best to just ride the wave and do the best that I can. Um, also expectations with like having things all together and ready and sleep after and all that is also really tricky. I think, again, you can do your best to prepare and, and, uh, have everything ready, but also just kind of knowing, you know, like for me, I have other kids to take care of. And, um, unfortunately, like my husband is taking some days off, but he doesn't have like paternity leave. Don't get me started on that. Um, you know, there's lots of things that go into, um, the whole experience. And so, and it's different every time. And it's also wonderful in its own way. And I think just trying to, you know, take what you can and enjoying what you can and just, going with the flow is really important for this stage because honestly, there's very little you can control. <laughs> that is probably the biggest thing I've learned having three kids already and very much pregnant with a fourth is there's there's not you can, a lot you can control. So just doing your best. That's So that's one of my biggest tips for birth and for having a baby is to lower your expectations and enjoy the ride. All right, my next tip is to be your own advocate. This is tricky um, because you, I find this tricky because like I know that I haven't been through medical school. Um, like I don't know all of the um, intricacies and things that can go wrong and what to do if they go wrong, like a trained OBGYN or midwife knows. Um, at the same time, though, I know my body and I know what I prefer and I am capable of making informed decisions. And so I would um, suggest just trying to learn as much as you can, um, trying to do research, but also just asking a lot of questions. Um, I've learned that for me, that's been the best way to learn about like my particular um, situations and baby because even each child has been different, you know, and um, so just asking lots of questions, trying to do research, trying to be informed so that you can be your own advocate, even um, if you're not sure of what a doctor is suggesting is right, ask questions, say, you know, like, why, why are you thinking that, you know, what's, what's pointing you to that direction? What, what's it looking like? You know, what is, um, you know, why are you like, what are you thinking to make this decision? And then maybe it can help you, um, kind of see their perspective and also, um, just, just be informed. Right. Um, I think that's tricky. And I think it also takes practice. Like, you, because I know for me, like, I, um, I do trust caregivers, but I also have a hard time trusting them, if that makes sense. Um, 
and you know looking back is always 2020 but I know like my first birth um I didn't know anything and um and you know it's my first time like I've never been through labor before um but I also just I didn't do much research I didn't ask questions because I um was young and just felt like I didn't want to be a burden which is so like um silly you know looking back um because your caregivers are there to take care of you um but I like completely put my trust in my caregivers and unfortunately I didn't really have a great caregiver I didn't really have a great OBGYN and I didn't know that because it was my first time right like I think now looking back having multiple OBGYNs and midwives I I can I know what I like I can tell you know um people style better you know like it's it's much easier now having the experience I have had to recognize um you know things that I prefer in to have in a caregiver anyway so my first birth I was they told me I needed to be induced and um I completely trusted them and um and so they like it was really bad it, they brought me in like the night before I was up literally all night until they gave me Pitocin at like four in the morning. Like guys, I had zero sleep. So I started this whole birthing process with zero sleep and like no food. And, um, so I had the Pitocin and I, it had been a couple hours and, um, I wasn't like really progressing very much. And so my doctor started talking about a (laughs) C-section and in the moment, like I would have done whatever she would have told me because I had complete trust in her. But looking back um, with what I know now, there was absolutely no reason to get a C-section. Um, it was definitely uh, like more on her timetable to get me to deliver faster. Um, I was doing fine. The baby was doing fine. Um, it was just taking a while. And um, I'm so grateful that I did start having bigger contractions because otherwise I totally, I would have had an unnecessary C-section. And so I think just learning from that experience, um, I just, I just wanted to demonstrate like the importance of knowing, um, as much as you can. And obviously you're not going to know everything. And, um, but just, you know, asking questions like if, what, what does an emergency look like? Like what would, uh, um, needing a c-section look like you know all those all these questions so that going into it you can be like okay I recognize you know these signs and like I um I think you know the doctor has good reasons and um and really like a good doctor will make good decisions but it's knowing it's trusting them knowing they have your best interests at heart and um and that they're listening to you and um and just also you being clear about like what you want during labor, what your ideal would be and communicating that. Like if you're uncomfortable and you need more anesthesia, let them know, you know, if you're uncomfortable, if you want to move around, let them know, you know, like I just, I think that is so important and, and it does take practice, I think, but just knowing that you are your best advocate and speaking up, that is another huge tip for me. Okay, so moving on. Um, another little, so I'm just going to be talking about kind of preparing a little bit for um, for the babies now. Um, 
so I have had both gender babies. <laughs> so I have lots of clothes in um, lots of different colors, lots of sizes. So something I'm going to be doing here in the next couple days to prepare is going through all the clothes and sorting them out and um, washing them. And just a friendly reminder too is um, I like to use like sensitive laundry soap because that newborn skin is just so new and and really sensitive especially at the beginning so I would recommend doing that this month's company highlight is Tubby Todd the bath company I love Tubby Todd I've been using Tubby Todd for a couple of years now I suffer from horrible dry skin in the winter and now so do some of my kids and I get this all-over ointment that is made um, with totally natural ingredients um, natural plant ingredients and it is truly miracle <laughs> like I just finished our little tub last night and I'm really sad about it I'm gonna order some more um, but it really works it works so nicely um, Tubby Todd also has like a bunch of bath products for sensitive skin. It's a wonderful company um, created by a mom. Love it. I think you'll love it too. I'm going to put my link in the show notes as well as on my website if you want to check them out. I can also talk about like what I'm going to bring to the hospital and stuff, but I just wanted to preface this that, um, like I said before, I have gone to the hospital without any preparation before, and it has worked out just fine. <laughs> so, like, I really think, um, you know, you can try to prepare as much as you can, and also know that it's okay if you forget something. Um, they have a ton of stuff at the hospital to help you out. And there's also like a store and if a friend or loved one can like get you something that you absolutely need, that can happen too. Like I wouldn't stress too much about um, having things like having everything you need or or being totally ready. If you're not, like don't worry, <laughs> it will all work out. <laughs> so that being said, here is what like for me are the most important things to bring to the hospital. Um, and you can find like so many lists online that you can like read through and just like write down what is important for you. So, um, cause everyone is different. But um, for me, the most important thing is your ID, which you will need um, for the hospital. Um, comfy pajamas, this like, made such a huge difference. I didn't bring pajamas or like comfy clothes the first go around, but I have the second and third time and it has made such a huge difference because I don't love the hospital gowns. I mean, you have to wear one for labor, but, um, or yeah, but like after having, going through labor and then just, um, being in the hospital for a while, being in your own comfy clothes makes such a difference. Um, highly recommend it and and just being comfortable while you're nursing and 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 just being with your baby that is just priceless um, I would bring snacks 
<laughs> um, I would bring your toothbrush and toothpaste. Um, I would bring a maternity bra um, because it helps just support because when your milk comes in, sometimes it can be very painful and that extra support helps a lot. I would bring nipple cream. Um, for me, my um, that, that first part, the first like, couple weeks of um, breastfeeding, if you plan on breastfeeding, can be painful. Like your nipples get cracked and sore. So that helps a lot to, for me to bring that to the hospital. Um, you need your baby car seat, which we've also not brought that at first. My husband usually will just like when we know we're going to be um, let out of the hospital, he'll like run home and grab it. So if you forget that, you can always go get it. Um, I like bringing deodorant and <laughs> um, feeling like I don't smell bad. Um <laughs> I would also bring like a going home outfit and, and it does not have to be cute. It can if you want it to be, but um, I usually just bring like leggings and a t-shirt because honestly, for me, I couldn't care less. I would just rather be comfortable going home in all my glory, <laughs> but some people really like dressing up. Definitely your phone and your charger because you are going to be taking so many photos of that cute baby. Also, I would highly recommend your loved one taking photos of you, um, especially in those in labor if you want, um, and especially those after snuggles um, with your newborn. And of course, calling your family and friends and letting them know about the newest member of your family. I would also bring chapstick. I don't know about you, but it's like the worst thing. And your lips are chapped and you don't have chapstick. Um, and hair ties. I would bring hair ties to get your hair out of your face and off your neck and things. We are thinking ultimate comfort here. <laughs> the other big thing I would suggest is your nursing pillow. Um, that is one of the biggest things I would say <laughs> um, to remember. Honestly, that makes such a big difference for me because oh, it's just so much more comfortable to like have... Because you want to just snuggle your newborn all day and they want to be with you, but like your arms are tired. It just gives you so much support and just, oh, it just helps so much. So I love bringing my nursing pillow to the hospital. Um, the hospital provides like everything else really. Like they give you socks. <laughs> they have afterbirth like panties. They have witch hazel liners and all the good stuff to help you, um, with your recovery they'll give you a water bottle um food and things um some people prefer to bring a lot of extras i like to keep it as simple as i can because that way i don't forget like the most important things but some people are really big on bringing um extra things that help them feel more comfortable and um and that's totally great and so if you're one of those people here are some suggestions that i've seen some people like to bring their own comfy socks um or their own like blankets or pillows from home some people like to bring stuff for a shower like shampoo conditioner shower shoes um i just prefer to wait to shower at home that's just a personal preference some people like bringing like scented things like candles and like those like essential oils um 
some people like to bring, like have affirmation cards to help them like have inspiration during labor and things, which I think is wonderful. Um, like you can set up a playlist of music. Um, some women like to bring hospital or sorry, like to bring hospital, like to bring makeup to the hospital, um, just to feel kind of put together for me. I couldn't care less. Actually, I would rather not bring makeup because then I have to take it off. And (laughs) if I can get up the least amount of times, that's perfect for me, (laughs) especially when you're really sore. But it is totally up to you. You bring what makes you happy and what makes you feel the best. Um, For the baby, I just have a couple of things I like to bring. Um, I like to bring a couple of pacifiers because they, um, some babies really are like preferenced in the size and shape of the pacifier. For me personally, I don't love introducing the pacifier right away, um, because like then I, it hinders me from, um, kind of picking up on their hunger cues at that beginning. Cause I, I'm learning, you know, each baby is different. I'm learning to watch for that and to make sure that I'm feeding them well, you know, um, the best I can, especially those first couple days to like really learn that like language of watching them. But it is nice to introduce them at least a little bit at the beginning so that they will use it later. And we've had babies, I can't remember who it was. I feel like we had one newborn, maybe it was London, um, that screamed like all night, their first night. And I wish I had a pacifier because I think that would have helped so much. (laughs) So I would definitely bring one just to have, um, because it can really help, um, with helping them be comfortable, helping you be comfortable and getting some sleep. That's my two cents. Another thing I would bring is I really like those like soft, not like lycra, but kind of like stretchy swaddling blankets. I just think they work so much better. Um, and so I'll bring like one of those cause it's my preference. Um, the hospital does have blankets for the baby. Um, I just don't feel like they're as like tight on them and I think they just do better a little bit more snuggled up. So again, that's just a preference. Um, I would also suggest bringing a warm blanket for the baby for when you're leaving the hospital, like walking outside, especially when it's winter you want them to be warm um, and cozy as you leave the hospital and get into your car. Um, also, another preference I have is a going home outfit for your baby. Um, and this is total preference. Um, it's just a tradition that we enjoy with every baby. We've gotten their own like brand new going home outfit for just them. And um, that's just been fun and sweet and like something to look forward to. So, um... So yeah, we bring that. But um, honestly, you can get away with not worrying about a lot of things. Um, They will have diapers and wipes for you at the hospital. They also have blankets, again, for the baby um, that you can use for a spit up and and wrapping them in. They also have like a onesie for them. They'll give you a hat. Um, They help with their first bath. They have like the soap and everything. They've got a lot. So honestly, like if you don't bring anything, they've got you. Um, I feel like they have most everything that you need. So again, don't stress. (laughs) All right. Um, and just some extra things. If you like think about, um, that I think are helpful are just headphones. 
um, your computer. Sometimes like Garen and I will either in labor or um, like at night after having the baby, um, we'll just sit and like watch a show together on a computer um, or like can bring a book or, you know, just something if you want to. I honestly like I'm either trying to sleep or trying to feed the baby like the first 24 hours. So I usually don't like bring a ton of stuff to do because I feel pretty occupied, but, um, but everyone's different. So you can, you know, bring whatever you think you'd need. Um, also I think it is super important for your husband to bring his own hospital bag or your partner or whoever's coming. Um, because if they can get, be comfortable, they can help you be comfortable better, if that makes sense. And the first time, like, we didn't even think about this kind of stuff, like, <laughs> the first go around. Also, like, let your partner know what you want them to be in charge of. Um, like, do you want them to be taking photos of you during birth? Um, do you want them to just be fully in charge of keeping you comfy and what does that mean? I think just having communication about that and letting them know like what would be the most help to you will help both of you have the best experience. Okay, so when you come home, here are some things that I would suggest having is a nursing nursing pads um, because, and, and this is for if you're breastfeeding, um, because you're, um, you probably will leak a bit um, with breastfeeding or a lot <laughs> and having nursing pads helps um, lessen laundry and just help you be more comfortable. I like making something called padsicles <laughs> beforehand so that they're ready to have um, when you come home. So padsicles, I buy a thing of pads and I like to get like the thicker pads so that they really soak up what you're going to pour on them. So I will douse the pads in witch hazel and aloe and then I'll put them in the freezer so when you come home from the hospital you have these um like ice packs but that have the witch hazel and the aloe so it's healing and it helps so much it feels so good especially if you've gotten stitches if you like ripped during birth or um the epidural you're just you're just really sore and tender and those just feel so nice um so I'd Highly recommend making those. Um, also, a breast pump. So here's my thing with breast pumps. Okay, well, first of all, you can usually get one for free or really discounted price through your insurance. So make sure you look that up. Um, so here's what I do. I, once I feed breastfeed my baby, I will hand over the baby to someone and then I will pump any extra milk that's in there. Um, so I'll probably just get like a little bit, but I'll do that each time, especially those first couple days. I will do that each time I breastfeed, I'll get a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more of milk. And eventually I'll have enough milk for like one feeding. Breasts are used to being asked like to like make a little extra after like pumping. And so I usually get like a really good a really good supply of milk where I can feed the baby and also pump and I will just start getting a bunch of bottles of breast milk ready for the baby and this is so nice because when I have like a full feeding um, full bottle for feeding 
guess what? Instead of waking up every two and a half hours to feed the baby, I can then sleep for four or five hours and have my partner take a turn feeding the baby. This has been such a huge help. Um, and like, not only am I resting more, but also my husband, Garen, he gets to connect with our baby more as well. Like he wants to help. He wants to feed the baby. He wants to be with the baby. And this gives him an opportunity to do that, to help me and to help the baby and connect with them. Um, so I could not recommend this enough. (laughs) And honestly, if you are having trouble with your milk supply, I mean, I, this is again, total preference, um, even, uh, supplementing a little bit with, um, what is it? Uh, formula. There you go. (laughs) Um, having your partner give baby formula every so often and give you the opportunity to sleep longer and give your partner the opportunity to connect and feed your baby, I think is so special and has really like helped in um, recovery and also just relationships. I think it's really sweet. Um, So that's something that I would recommend doing. Um, Something else is to have a comfortable chair for you, um, preferably a rocking chair, and then um, also like a little table or something next to your chair to park all of your gear, like your nursing pads, your burp cloths, your pacifiers, your breast pump, your bottles, everything. Um, diapers, wipes, everything can just be there. Um, also I would recommend having something like you can put your feet up, um, while you're nursing or maybe the baby fell asleep and you can fall asleep while in that chair. Um, that has saved me a lot too. So I highly recommend doing that. (laughs) Um, another thing is just having meals prepped beforehand. Um, frozen crock pot meals are the best place to start. I think, I am so lucky in that I have a church where the women in the church bring, have brought me meals every baby, like, and I just think that's so amazing. It really, really takes a village to care for kids and families, and that has made such a big difference. Um, So I would suggest, you know, finding a community of people for support and saying, like, if someone asks, you know, how can I help? What can I do? Saying, you know, like a meal would be great or, or even snacks or just something like, I think that makes such a big difference, um, in helping because people want to help. And I think that helps a lot. And I am really lucky in that I have a mom who always plans on coming to help. And this makes such a world of difference. Um, I am so, so grateful for her. Um, especially when you have multiple children, having someone to help is actually, for me, it's actually less about helping with the baby and it's more about helping take care of the other kids so that I can have focused time on the baby and I can take care of myself and, um, in my recovery. Um, so that is absolutely priceless. (laughs) Um, if your mom can't come to help or someone that you trust and feel comfortable with, um, find friends who will take your kids for a couple of hours. Um, that helps just so much for you to either focus on your baby or take a nap or just relax 
and and just recover your body has gone through so much that that is so so important one of my favorite experiences um through this whole thing (laughs) is introducing my older kids to their new sibling i would suggest see if you can hire a photographer or a friend or have your mom take videos or photos of this event Um, I think it is so, so special and so sweet to remember. And maybe this stems from um, us having, my family having a home video um, that we would watch growing up of us coming to the hospital to meet, I think it was our last sibling. I think it was the fifth child. Um, And that is so sweet because we're all different ages. We're all like, you can hear like how our voices are these high, cute little kid voices, and we're all, you know, um, just so excited to see him and hugging him, kissing him, and it's so sweet. And um, in this video that we have, I keep getting caught <laughs> eating my mom's food that the hospital has brought her. And um, anyway, it's just a fun memory <laughs> to have. And I just, I think that's really um, important to document these really special, sweet events. So um, those are all my tips for now. I bet that I will have another episode probably a couple weeks after having the baby with even more tips from things that I am experiencing firsthand and remembering and all those good things. So (laughs) probably um, that will most likely happen, I'm guessing. So stay tuned for that. And um, just to say, I'm going to have one more episode next week, and then I'm going to take a break because um, I will be getting induced here soon, and I'm just going to be preparing and having this sweet baby boy. So we are excited, and um, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. Love always, Elizabeth. Ooh.